Welcome everyone to our NCAA social series. I'm Andy Kantz. I'm pleased to be joined by Joni Comstock. She's the senior vice president of NCAA championships and Renee Baumgartner. She is the chair of the division one competition oversight committee. And of course, the director of athletics at Santa Clara in the Bay area. All right. So we're going to talk about gender equity and where we are right now. Uh, last time we did this on the show, we discussed the updates prior to the phase two recommendations being released. Um, so if you can, each of you, where we are in terms of what happened after that. And I'll start with you, Joni. Okay, well, uh, thank you, Andy. And if I could just uh, take about 10 seconds to do one thing. I, I, this is really my opportunity to say thank you, first of all, to Renee for uh, joining us. But um, want to just give kudos uh, regarding the, the Division I Women's Soccer Championship, fantastic, hosted by the West Coast Conference in Santa Clara. So again, thanks so much for that. And um, the reason I want to start with that is that that's really an example of the, the success and the advancement that we've really made as we continue to focus on things with um, enhancing the experience of all of our student athletes athletes, but certainly um, our, our women student athletes. And so, um, you know, we have our, um, we have the report, uh, we have kind of a game plan that we're really going to start with the competition oversight committee in January. And much of it will be around really just asking those questions, being sure that we're, um, we're everything that we're doing, we're doing equally for men and women and then putting in really a foundation so that going forward, we can always be sure that we're transparent and that we're um, providing those report outs um, so that we don't kind of get into this situation again that we've got to do a little makeup. Renee, and I'm gonna to get to the soccer here in a minute, but go ahead, Renee. No, I'm really looking at, about the competition oversight committee. We have a lot of work ahead of us. I loved hosting the College Cup. It, it was an amazing environment, over 14,000 in attendance, sold out the first night. I think all the student athletes had an incredible experience and that's really what NCAA championships are about. It's the core of the NCAA and Joni and her team do such a great job of hosting these amazing championships, really to give a student athlete um, the best experience possible when they get to compete at the highest level. So we were very proud of how it turned out. So I actually, I want to piggyback off of that because uh, from what I could see from afar, yes, it looked tremendous. But what I thought was great in this instance was there had to be a pivot uh, because obviously plan A was going to be at the MLS facility. And you guys did a great job of having to deal with something that was thrown at you and curveballs happen all the time. Uh, and yet it was hosted well by you guys and everyone I've talked to said it went great. So Renee, Joni, just how you handle things on the fly and still never letting your guard down on making sure that equity piece is what it should be. Andy, it's, it's curveballs and COVID. I think Joni and I, after the last year and a half have really bonded together on how to make sure that championships, uh, when we are able to host are at the highest level, whether it's attendance, um, student athlete experience, uh, the coaches have worked hard. I mean, it's just really important that if you're able to host that you put your best foot forward. And my staff absolutely did that. And Steven Stadium is electric. It's a perfect soccer um, facility. And we were just so fortunate to have it on the West Coast. And we wanted to make sure that, um, you know, the, the women's soccer committee decides to bring it so back, you know, in the future as well. And I think our soccer fans really appreciated 
having the opportunity to watch incredible soccer. It was amazing. And that's what gender equity is about, you know, men and women. I've been in college athletics for a really long time and watched this evolution and couldn't be more proud of the evolution. And we got a ways to go and we know that. And that's why the hard work lifting um, is going to be done in January, February this spring. And we're going to make sure we do the best foot forward to provide incredible um, experience for both men and women. Tony? Yeah, I would just uh, piggyback on that just a little bit to say that, um, as Renee alluded to, we, we really learned a lot of flexibility, adaptability um, around the, the COVID experience, trying to run, in our case, in the national office, 67 championships in about a three and a half month period. Um, that took incredible cooperation and collaboration between uh, the membership and the national office and leadership from people like Renee. So um, while we did not really want um, this to be the way that we addressed them, uh, additional support and opportunities for women, I think we're I think we're now ready to go with it um, because we again through the COVID piece we learned that uh, quicker response and coming together to do the things we need to do. So. Um, the, the Competition Oversight Committee will be meeting uh, more frequently. We will be providing uh, the, the data for them, uh, the decisions that they need to make. And I think they're definitely prepared to make them. And whether it's some of the recent things that we've, we've done with um, increasing the brackets uh, with some of our championships, but uh, some good things have been done so far and we have many more to go. Um, I, I just want to peel back to uh, you know, the sort of this wake up call uh, that obviously happened last spring, uh, you know, in the past leading up to that, because we're now seeing great cooperation, at least within the basketball committees. Um, what did you see in a lot of these different sports, Joni and then Renee, um, you know, some that have men and women, so like soccer versus, you know, softball, baseball, which obviously, uh, are played both on a field, but they're not exactly the same. I mean, what, what kind of cooperation was seen in the past that has now changed, Joni? Well, I think that um, because the Competition Oversight Committee really had responsibility for um, all of our championships, except Division I men's women's basketball and the FCS championship, that we really have, that, that group has worked collectively um, over the years to, to be sure that we were doing that to the best of our ability. Um, many, many of the championships uh, through the years, we've worked to combine them, for example, with some of the innovative things we did with track and field, putting the tennis championships together, the golf championships. And I think now it's just, it's really continuing that work. And as I said, being sure that our membership um, feels free to ask any question, to put a little, you know, pressure to make sure that we're coming through with data and that there is that transparency piece um, about everything that we're doing. And, um, and then again, I, th I think there's just renewed commitment to let's go and let's work together. I couldn't agree more with Joni. I think, you know, we have a lot of core values and a student athlete experience, you know, health and safety, um, making sure we're, we're providing brackets so that they're, they're fair and equitable. Um, we need to be fiscally responsible. And so we're taking a deep dive, a holistic approach to um, all of the sports that the COC is overseeing at this point in time for championship.
that's what I'm most excited about is um, an opportunity to make a difference. And um, this is just another platform for us to say, you know, what needs to happen. For example, in, in women's softball, they needed a day of rest and that's about health and safety. And so we're going back and really, you know, athletics has changed. Women are, you know, having these incredible opportunities to compete at the highest level. And maybe it's a little antiquated and we need to go back and, and take a deep dive. And that's exactly what we're doing. And fortunately, we've got great leadership um, with Joni and her staff and, and we're all committed to making it better. And to that point, Renee, and obviously, Joni, you obviously have to deal with the, your network partners. Um, how much are you saying, look, you know, to make this happen, we have to make adjustments. Maybe it's in scheduling to that point, maybe a day off, you know, work with us here because this needs to be equitable. I would just say in terms of um, ESPN that they've been excellent. And um, again, it's just been a matter of um, communicating. Let's work together. Um, I think all of us um, are continuing to see the incredible just benefits of um, talking about how fantastic our female student athletes are. Um, this is, you know, sometimes with things that are um, a little bit negative, uh, it, it's still attention. And I think it, as much as we didn't want it to be in this way, um, we, we really have elevated and given more attention to um, our, our women's championships. And we're seeing it just for example, uh, just before we got on, I was looking and, and with, the, um, with the women's soccer championship, we were up, uh, as probably Renee knows, almost 18%. And um, broadcast ratings were very strong. And so, um, you know, again, we appreciate ESPN. Good things are going on there. And, and uh, it's, it's, a, it's a team effort. You know, Renee, um, and I don't want to put you on the spot as just at Santa Clara. And I know you guys have always had a great history of women's sports uh, at the university, but it's not just about the championships. I mean, I've talked to a lot of athletic directors, conference commissioners, coaches around the country over the last year and a half. And this issue needs to make sure that it's happening at the granule level from the schools on up. What are you seeing you know, on your campus, in your league, but what is being discussed among your peers to make sure that the equity piece um, you know, is also at that grassroots level before we even get to the championships. Renee? Well, you know, it's all about culture. And I think that the presidents definitely value at a school, especially like a Santa Clara, you're, you're balancing the mind, body, and spirit. And I think that's a thread that goes through all schools. I mean, you know, I've been at big schools. I've been at, you know, a school like Santa Clara and really athletics is the front door. It's the key of bringing people together and, you know, it's not just the men's sports that are having great success, it's the women's sports. And um, I think that the college presidents understand that that's an incredible, important aspect of a college experience, not only for the student athletes, but the students at that university, their alumni, their fans. And I think the NCA has done a great job of providing the platform for the championships. And now it's really everybody else's roles and responsibilities to value that on their campuses. And you know, the gender equity piece is something that I believe everybody is valuing, especially right now in the climate and what should be happening. And the future is incredibly bright. I mean, look at baseball, softball. Softball had millions and millions of viewers last year and they're just playing catch up. And um, it's incredible to watch how 
broadcasts, universities, um, conferences, everybody, the NCAA is embracing what's transpiring because there's so many great stories to tell and they need to be to told um, because they're inspiring. And I think that's really what this is all about is making sure we're providing an opportunity for um, stories to be told and experience to be had. You know, Joni, on those brackets last year, obviously COVID, we, we can't really judge that year because obviously there was a major issue of trying to get everyone in one place and limit the numbers. So I'm going to put that on the side. But in general, what was the sort of the hang up as to why some of these brackets were not at sort of, you know, at, at their full capacity that now we're seeing that in various sports? Right. I I think, Andy, just to be totally honest, um, you know, we've always tried to sort of manage uh, budgets and um, those sorts of things and the annual uh, uh, budget increases that uh, has been provided uh, to the Competition Oversight Committee. And, you know, in, um, in their defense, they've just had a number of very uh, difficult choices to make and um, have tried to kind of spread the money as, as they saw fit. And so I, I think the most important thing is now where um, the board and um, President Emmert have said, hey, you know, this is, we're going forward with this. We're, we're not going to wait. And we're thrilled now that we've obviously seen that increase um, in the beach volleyball uh, bracket and also women's ice hockey. So, and we will continue that and, and um, and do good things in terms of providing those opportunities. So one thing that I thought was so clear in the volleyball uh, regional finals, um, and what I love about this, and I hope this is the case in terms of embracing it, is sometimes I think we get caught up in the equitable part of fair play in terms of venue, uh, not gender equity, and think, oh, you know, it should be on a neutral court. Um, when in reality, like what we saw, and sometimes I wish that's obviously this would happen in some of the other sports, um, the crowds were amazing, amazing. And I know, you know, some coaches may say, hey, it's not fair if we're going on the road, although Nebraska won at Texas. Um, you know, look, you earned the seed, you earned a host, and it doesn't always work that you win when you host. But what we saw, whether it's Pittsburgh or Texas, you know, just last week was unbelievable. I mean, how much, Joni and Renee, you know, is this also a point of discussion say, hey, you know what, this is pretty good. We don't necessarily need to go to neutrals before our actual, you know, final four or whatever, you know, whichever level we're going to the championship. Let, let's keep it on campus as far as we possibly can. Mm -hmm. Well, I think uh, really it's been um, a credit in most cases to our coaches in each of those sports and then also our, our sport committees that that decide those things in terms of format and how they want to conduct the championships. Um, for years, they have realized that that is part of, um, again, making the regular season even more valuable. That, um, hey, let's get, let's get those, let's, let's perform well. Let's not just get into the championship, but um, we want the opportunity to host um, and that it's a really big deal. And I think, again, our, our coaches and committees have been, um, really had the vision to see that this is how we're going to grow attendance and grow um, real continued interest in those championships. And so, uh, again, you know, there really hasn't been a lot of debate about it. Now, maybe going forward later, uh, we will. But right now, I think everybody's very, very happy with, uh, with the format.
Renee? Well, I think it's important to everybody know that we've done um, surveys, whether it's in our conference about, you know, would you rather play in a, a big venue and have it one third full or play in a venue where it fits the size of the championship and have it electric? And it's been, you know, very high rating on we want to play in a venue that really is electric and has a has an atmosphere that's going to feel like a championship format. So I think as the competition oversight looks at the different venues and opportunities, we have to take that into consideration because that's part of the student athlete experience. So again, it's a deep dive, holistic approach, do what's best for each sport. There's no cookie cutter um, template for this and we need to be creative and uh, really focus on those core values and provide the best opportunities for our student athletes to have an amazing experience. So speaking of that feedback, what have you heard from the student athletes in terms of what they want from, you know, the amenities uh, to, you know, how they travel to, to what they see, uh, you know, when they actually get to the championship? Well, I think that it's really important for everybody to understand that, you know, the travel is very similar. You know, we work through a travel company through the NCAA. We try to provide hotels. Obviously, if you're in a different part of the country and the hotel's not may not be equitable, but the best ones in that facility, but they have an electronic or electric, you know, environment, you have to, you have to weigh it all out. So we're really hoping, you know, in the future that we get more um, universities to submit bids who have top seeds that can provide an environment and really showcase not just in certain pockets of the United States, but across the United States. And I think as um, the sports grow, continue to grow and get more exposure and the competitions are phenomenal, you know, people are going to be attracted and they're going to want to be part of this incredible journey watching these student athletes compete at this high level. Yeah, I would just uh, add to that, that going forward, uh, we're going to be sure that we do everything we can with the sport committees and for the competition oversight committee to, to connect those student athlete voices and feedback uh, for the sport committees, again, and COC to, to make the decisions going forward. Um, I think in many cases, um, it has, we, we have had just tremendous facilities and, and those, as you said, um, Andy, amenities. Um, we, we have made some adjustments. I'm proud of those. The COC said, hey, this is really important. Let's make the investment in, um, in a new surface for the semifinals and finals for volleyball. We did that last year and this year, and we're, we're, we're pleased about that. Um, I actually happen to be in Columbus, Ohio right now with, speaking of electric, uh, waiting for uh, the Division I Women's Volleyball Championship to kick off. They're about sold out, by the way, if anybody wants to get a ticket. But when I walked uh, outside of the hotel uh, last night, uh, it was really thrilling to see. I looked up and I saw the, the police lights. And of course, they were. It, it, one of the teams uh, was getting a, a police escort and there was a uh, a fantastic wrap uh, around the, the exterior of the bus and it just looked very exciting and just looked fantastic. And so, you know, we want to focus on, as you said, the amenities and celebrating the student athlete. And we're, we're going to continue to do that. All right, last thing as we wrap up. Um, so volleyball is sort of the last big one of the fall championships. Um, how would you sort of grade the way the fall has gone in what I know is still, we're not out of the pandemic by any stretch of the, you know, I mean, we are still dealing with everything, but I mean, how would you say with crowds and overall that you feel, you know, how do you feel about how the fall went to this point? 
as we are on the doorstep of volleyball. Joni and Renee? Well, I would just say in terms of uh, stats that I was just looking at it uh, a few minutes ago, uh, we are up, if you compare um, our statistics uh, to 1920, which was obviously the last really full year for us, um, we are up in attendance in every championship. Uh, that we continue to see just in, incredible numbers um, in our social media, and we're waiting a little bit. Of course, where there's a, a lag with the, with the revenue, but um, things look just excellent. Broadcast ratings, as I said before, are strong, and so um, you know we're just really appreciative. And the hosts have done a great job, and we're going to continue to support them. I am thrilled that we got to compete in the fall. As you know, all fall championships competed last spring and to be able to turn it around and have these coaches and student athletes ready in a very short period of time to compete in the fall is tremendous. Attendance is up. And I think that if you look across the country, it's just exciting to have these student athletes compete at the highest level, whether it's you know this championship that they're winning or the heartbreak, that's what college athletics is about. And couldn't be more excited about how the NCAA and the universities and everybody's come together in a pandemic really to provide an outstanding student athlete experience. And it really is the core, which is the NCAA championships. There's, there's not a pinnacle that's higher if you're a student athlete and just excited about um, winter and spring championships and everything that we're doing to make sure that we're providing a great student athlete experience and that it's equitable. And this weekend should be a great show, as you said, in Columbus. It's sort of a Big Ten ACC challenge with Louisville and Pitt making their inaugural appearances and then uh, two Big Ten teams, Nebraska and Wisconsin. So it should be a great show in women's volleyball. Joni Comstock, Renee Baumgartner, uh, appreciate your time. And as always, everyone can go to ncaa.org slash social series where all our social series are archived. Thanks for watching, everyone.